0: Ready. My name is Liam. I am uh, in charge of the Silver Surfer Forester account on Instagram, and you're listening to uh, a Super New Podcast.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode. This is episode 161. Yes, with Liam, who goes by Silver Surfer Forester. We hear about where he came up with the name and how he came up with the name. It was a pretty cool story, so you'll get to hear that here in a little bit. Also, how he ended up with this Forester. And, uh, of course, we hear about his Subaru journey. And we hear the story behind the mask because that was a question I definitely had to ask. And uh, he gets into that. So we will hear from Liam here in just a bit hope you all had a great weekend. I had a good weekend. It was really busy. On Sunday, I volunteered at Rowdy Girl Sanctuary, which is the sanctuary that I've been volunteering at for quite a while. It had been warm all week, and then this weekend, the temperature drops. We got there Sunday morning around maybe 940, and it was in the high 30s. And earlier in the week, it had been in the 70s. So, two years in a row, we come to do this volunteer day following Valentine's, and that's why they call it the heart working volunteer day. And cold again. Thankfully, it wasn't windy like it was last year, but it was still cold. And it was, uh, yeah, doing work outside, we eventually had to take our jackets off because you start working and you get really, get hot with the jacket on. But uh, yeah, it was a good day, and it was nice to get out there and volunteer again because it had been a year. It's I used to go volunteer pretty often when I first found out about them. Actually, I think I volunteered every weekend for about three and a half months, and I really enjoyed it, and so I like to get back and volunteer more. So hopefully I can start doing that. But again, hope you all had a great weekend. That was part of my weekend. Not sure what I did Saturday. I don't remember. I know I did something. But today was so busy and was such a long day. That's all I can remember (laughs) right now. The Subi and You podcast is brought to you by Eccentric Designs. For those of you who don't know, Eccentric Designs is a small, community-driven business that offers custom-fit vinyl overlays for most Subaru models. This includes various designs for the rear reflectors, taillights, and side taillights. I also offer fun decal designs like the popular fender stripes and stickers. To find designs for your Subie, head on over to eccentricdesigns.com. There's always more projects in the works, so be sure to follow at eccentric.designs on Instagram. Thank you, as always, Eccentric Designs, for sponsoring the Subie & You podcast. Go check out her Instagram page. Check out her website, Buyer Decals. You can also buy the Subie & You podcast decals through her website. So go check that out as well if you want to help rep the podcast and support it. I have another patron question of the week, and this one comes from Heather, who goes by San Diego Stunner. She asks, if you had been given the power to change one thing on Earth with a snap of your fingers, what would it be? And uh, it was really easy for me. As you all know... The other passion in my life besides having a Subaru and being a part of this community and doing the podcast is my vegan lifestyle. So if I had the power to change one thing on earth with the snap of my fingers, I know people may not agree with this, but I would snap my fingers and make it a vegan world. I think that would be pretty amazing and for many reasons. So that's my answer. Thank you so much, Heather, for the question. I really appreciate it. This episode is brought to you by SubaruGear.com, and I'm coming at you with another collection you can find on the website. This week, we're talking about the vintage collection. Subaru's rich history dates back to 1968 with the introduction of its first car, the Subaru 360, It was an immediate hit and became a popular microcar in Japan. The name Subaru translates to Pleiades in Japanese, also known as the Seven Sisters, a group of stars located in the northwest of the constellation Taurus. Through the years, Subaru has become more than just a car company and this collection of vintage Subaru clothing and merchandise is a nostalgic celebration of its remarkable legacy. Head over to SubaruGear.com and check out the vintage collection where you will find a selection of hats, t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, and more. When you shop SubaruGear.com, be sure to use the code SUBINU24 for 20% off your purchase of any items from this vintage collection or any other items that you find on the site. Remember that if your total purchase is over fifty dollars after the discount, you automatically get free shipping. Thank you so much, Subarugear.com, for sponsoring the Subi and You podcast, and thank you for extending this great offer to the listeners of the Subi and You podcast. This episode is also brought to you by Rico Wheels, where you will find the Drifter, the Detour, the Teton, like I have on Pearl and The Seeker. Ryka Wheels is committed to providing you with the highest quality specialized wheels and lift kits that will allow you to travel further, experience new adventures, and discover all of those extraordinary destinations. They want to make sure you're ready for anything wherever adventure takes you. And of course, the quest for adventure begins with you, and Ryka is what gets you there. Be sure to use the code SUBU10 at checkout to get 10% off a set of wheels or a lift kit. Thank you so much, Riker, for sponsoring the SUBI and you podcast. Speaking of wheels, I haven't cleaned mine <laughs> in a very long time. They, uh, they're definitely in desperate need of cleaning. They don't look bad. They're just They're just not clean. So I ran out of wheel cleaner a long time ago. And I just haven't gone to get any. And I just I haven't even properly washed Pearl in months. I've only used like the self car wash with the pressure washer to get the mud off. And uh, that's pretty much it. So it's, you know, it hasn't been too cold here, but it's been cold enough that I don't want to wash it. But then when it's warmed up, I'm busy doing other stuff. And I just haven't taken the time because... I can't do it here at my apartments. I have to go to my brother's house or my mom's house or somebody else's house to go wash Pearl. And I just haven't taken the time to do it. So maybe I'll get it done sometime when it warms up again. But uh, I guess we'll see. But yeah, my wheels, uh, they're, uh, they could look better. And uh, hopefully soon they will. How often do you wash your car? I know a lot of people keep them really clean. And I'm very envious of that because there are some pretty sweet looking, very clean, shiny Subies out there. And uh, for those of you that are able to do that often, that's awesome. And uh, I think that's great that you can. Of course, if you're looking at Pearl, you can see my wheels and you can see maybe that they're not so clean, but something that you cannot see unless you open the hood are the melee design firm products that I have, I've got the battery box, engine bay caps, front strut tower brace, and the engine pitch stop. And of course, at Melee Design Firm, they believe that making these performance parts from the highest quality materials is the only way to operate. They're offering 5% off select Rally Spec products, such as the Group 35 Rally Spec battery mount for the Crosstrek, and other Subaru products such as the front strut tower brace and engine bay caps. The engine bay caps come in nine different colors. So when you head over to firm.com you can check out all of the colors that are offered. When you decide what it is that you want on the website, you can receive 5% off by using the code U at checkout. So the little plus symbol is what you'll use. Head on over to com and check out the Rally Spec and Subaru section of the website to see what they have to offer. Thank you so much, Melee Design Firm, for sponsoring the Subie & You podcast. And now we will get into this conversation with Liam to hear about his Forester, how he came up with the name, how he ended up with the Forester in the first place, and, of course, the story behind the mask. And his Subaru journey. So, here we go. All right, welcome. How's it going, man? How you doing?
0: I'm good. I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. It's, uh... Like I was telling you before we started recording, we're doing this over the phone, and it's been a long time since I've done one over the phone. But it's it's kind of nice. It's different. It's always good to do something different.
0: Well, brings it back to the the good old days,
1: you know. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, before we
0: companions,
1: (laughs) yeah, yeah. Before we get things kicked off, Subaru related, I have to ask the question so that somebody doesn't get mad at me. For forgetting, but okay, do you okay. prefer waffles or pancakes?
0: I am i uh, I'm a waffle guy. I like the waffles maple syrup, good old Canadian maple syrup on the waffles.
1: oh, yeah, I can see that,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. some of those pancakes are just they're just a little too dry, so sometimes you don't always have fruit around to throw in there to help moisten it up, and uh yeah, we're gonna go with waffles,
1: I get that. You know, it's, uh, they're good, but, uh, I'm a, I'm a pancake guy. So that's oh, okay. No. Yeah. 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 It's okay. I do like, I do like waffles though. So. Okay. good, Okay. okay. Yeah. You don't hate them or something. You know? Oh God. No, no, they are good. <laughs> yeah. So getting to your Forester, is this your first Subaru?
0: No, no, actually. Oh. I, um, my first, my first, my first Subaru was a uh, Subaru WRX STI.
1: Nice. What year?
0: It was the 19th, 2019.
1: How long did you have that?
0: I had for literally, I think just hitting four years. Okay. So uh, I worked, I worked, I worked at the Subaru dealership. So I had access like to almost any Subaru I wanted and, Not going to lie, when I was on Subarus, I realized we would never really had an STI on the lot to show people and have because we never really sold them. So that kind of was one of the reasons to get one, to have and show and and enjoy a car. And then, of course, everybody telling me and test driving them, uh, that's what made me go after uh, that vehicle.
1: Yeah. That was my
0: journey at the very beginning.
1: So you don't have it anymore then?
0: No, no. I got rid of it actually last year. Honestly, since starting this account and everything, I've been driving the Forester more than anything And with insurance and it just sitting there and not getting driven. It was just better just to get rid of it. And Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it was tough to do it. And I love that car. <laughs> like, because it was my first Subaru. So it was hard to do it, but financially and everything just made more sense that I didn't have it. So I, that's what I decided to do. And I do not regret it, but in a sense I do, but one day I did. I do keep. I did keep the the VIN number, so maybe one day I'll uh, I'll get her back.
1: Nice, <laughs> yeah, good play there. So going <laughs> yeah. f- going from the STI and having you know a street build, where did your interest come in for? Like, why did you end up getting a Forester?
0: Um, so pretty much with the start of the Forester was um, I you know, selling cars as, as as a car salesman would, you get, you know, the older older vehicles that come in, in for trade. So I had a nice uh, older lady trading in her 2011 Subaru Forester with just under 200,000 kilometers. I ended up making a deal with her on the new car. She traded that in. I ended up looking at it, and it actually turned out pretty nice. And that car, or the Forester I'm driving now, was originally... Going to be for my mother at the time, so I was going to gift that to her because she needed a vehicle at the time to go, you know, to doctor appointments and you know do regular life. So yeah. that was the plan, but things got in the way. She unfortunately got cataracts at the time, and you know had oh, to no. wait like a year to get get that done right. So yeah. that was kind of the unfortunate event that happened and postponed her from actually being able to drive. It's not like she couldn't drive. She didn't have a license. It's just she couldn't see. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't safe. And then yeah, she didn't end up taking the vehicle. She, she ended up passing from from cancer, unfortunately. Oh, I'm sorry. A man. year or so later. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I decided and that was kind of maybe another reason why I kind of wanted to keep the forester, too, other than, you know, getting up the FCI.
1: Yeah, I mean, to to go from where, or your original reason for getting the Forester and then now being able to, you know, hang on to it and use it and drive it, it's kind of like, a, you know, a memento to your mom, I guess, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah. And then just, you know, kind of like after all that happened, it was one of those things you just see and start, start seeing people online, enjoying, modifying the vehicle, and it's like, okay, there's a potential here. I do like going out in adventures and camping and all that kind of stuff. So that's where that kind of played into a factor too. I was like, okay, well, this is mine now. I can't give it to her. That's uh, turn to an adventure vehicle and, you know, try to travel as much as possible.
1: <laughs> yeah. So what was the, when you started seeing people modifying, yeah know, their Subarus, what was the first things that you started to think about doing? And then like, what was your first actual mod?
0: So in terms of whatever, because that was the thing I was seeing people online doing it, and there was more of like you know the the WRX STI community that I was seeing as well. So I was like, okay, like there's a lot of people doing that. Let's go the other way and lift the vehicle instead of lowering the vehicle. So that was actually the first modification I did with the Forester was was lifting it. So I got a lift kit.
1: Nice, nice. And then yeah. were you starting to? Because so you said you saw like more, I guess, of the street build and decided to go obviously yeah. the opposite route to lift it so that you can yeah. get off road more. But then did you start like connecting with other off road Subarus and started seeing what they were doing and that started to inspire yeah. more of what you were decided to do with yours?
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. There was, there was a lot of, a lot of online people that I noticed that had similar vehicles that I did. So, and they were already like, you know, kind of established online and whatnot there. Um, so that's where, um, you know, kind of like seeing what they've done to their vehicle, maybe follow or ask them even on, online, you know, comment on their on their picture or even just DM them and see if they're, you know, willing to give you the tips. And there is somebody, like, I can mention actually right now that helped out a lot, like right at the start, because I noticed him right at the start as well, with Subi X4. Um, he's an Australian fella named Lamonti. He, he's he got a the same forester as me but he has the the turbo version um of course you know that's a, a nicer version of my forester but yeah, yeah. he's got it well, well modded and he has the terrain and everything to uh to go with it too so i feel like his judgment was was a good one and it's it's turned out nice so i really appreciate his uh, advice over the years actually
1: yeah, and it's nice when you can connect with people like that who can help you out, you know, when you've got questions. And, I mean, there's, there's so many people in the community that are, like, great about helping out with, you know, questions that you might have. You know, if, you, if there's a mod that you're thinking about, you're not 100% sure how to do it, you can ask them. And, and people are just really helpful. And, they you know, we all get excited for each other's mods, and we want to see us... We want to see each other build up our Subarus and be able to go out and have fun with them and and uh, just cheer each other on.
0: Hundred percent, it's it's great. No, there's a lot of people out there that are willing to give information about certain things and even more on top of what you ask too, which is which is great. I love it.
1: So, when you decided to lift it, when did you start actually going off road with it? And like, do you have a lot of trails and spots around you to get off road
0: yeah yeah um like uh in terms of like when i first started it was probably like you started uh, like geocaching i find geocaching was a big thing because i don't know if you know that um you know people hide stuff around common areas and on on uh bought an area or sorry owned areas and yeah geocache you just look for you know little trinkets and such and they give you good ideas to like how to hide things and such um all around so that was kind of where finding those things there were certain areas that were you could discover because it was property that no one owned aka crown land is what we call it up here in Canada. And you just start discovering things all around the geocaches that I was finding. So that was the one big thing that I I found help with discovering areas um, to off-road and trail and discover, really. Um, So that was a big factor I found at the start of my uh, adventures.
1: Yeah. And I'm guessing going off road, you started to really discover how capable it is off road. Cause I mean, (laughs) were you finding any areas that were like, maybe a little sketchy and then you're like, Hey, let's see what this thing can do. And then realize, Oh, this thing's actually really capable.
0: A hundred percent. There's multiple, multiple times where, yeah, like, especially through the snow, that's where I find, uh, you open up your eyes to how potential these vehicles are, especially when, you know, you get those big snowfalls uh, out of nowhere within, like, you know, a couple hours, and, you know, the whole town shuts down, and you got to get, you know, to certain spots, a.k.a. maybe two words, because maybe it might be over, maybe it's not. There there was a story about that. Um, You know, big snowfall, you shovel off your car in the morning and go to work. Luckily, I live in town, so I was able to drive to work and get there within a relatively quick time. But it was like, yeah, town shut down. And then, of course, people need help. People need to get unstuck. That's where I'm like the only car that's really able to move on the road. (laughs) Everybody else is stuck. So that's where, you know, I can offer my help here and there. But it's one of those things. I can just transport you from here to there because it was was deep (laughs) and unplowed.
1: Yeah. The whole town shuts down except for the old Silver Surfer Forester.
0: Yeah, that was uh that was interesting. Wish that was uh more recorded, but unfortunately yeah, yeah. I was uh you know, driving and worrying about that instead.
1: Yeah. So where did you come up with the name Silver Surfer Forester? Obviously it's Silver, ob- obviously it's a forester. but <laughs> do you have like a, you know, do you like Silver Surfer or something? Is that like a thing that you you yeah, like the character actually, since a like, kid or about, just just seemed appropriate?
0: That, that was a, more of the aspect. It, was, it seemed a little bit more appropriate. There's kind of like two stories, I guess, behind it. There's kind of like a real life experience that I got from, from, uh, from driving the car. So there was a story where I was driving the forester. I think I was going down just like a, like a back road or whatever. And, um, it was super slippery, that kind of thing. And I remember just, you know, I wasn't going too fast, but you know, hit the brakes to you know slow down to come to a stop or want to come to a stop. And unfortunately hit a patch of ice and it was a big patch of ice. So I ended up sliding like kind of on like a 45 degree angle 50 feet, I'd say, almost into a tree. Oh, but, no. You know, it's a, missed it, of course. But then where the area I was going to, it was kind of like surrounded by water. So, honestly, if I was going a little bit faster, I might have, you know, went into the drink there. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. that's where, like, you know, I was kind of sliding, but I was surfing because I was near water. It's silver. I looked up online, you know, to make sure no one really else had the name. It worked out. I typed it in. It gave me the little green check mark. Boo! I went with it.
1: <laughs> That's a great <laughs> and way and to uh, have the, the you know the... come up with the name.
0: Yeah, and then you know after looking into actually like learning about the Silver Surfer, I kind of do feel like you know you know reading about it and such. I kind of reflect with with what the story behind the Silver Surfer is, um, but I didn't really thought of that or really thought of that when I first made the name until really after I started digging into it and then started you know buying up some comics and reading the comics and yeah it's, it's a good little story it's you know it's not really that popular which I'm okay with because that keeps the cost of the comics down I guess um, but you know there's a movie about it Fantastic Four and yeah. kind of gives you a good a good aspect about it too as well and then of course the comics but yeah uh, so that was kind of all the reasons why I kind of named it that.
1: So having your forester and being in that situation on the ice and kind of feeling like you were surfing in your silver forester, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that prompted you to check out the comic books, huh?
0: I, in, in a sense afterwards, after making the account yeah. after, you know, people started asking like, oh, why would you name it the silver surfer forester and such? And, you know, I always rolled with that story, but then it's like, well, let's look into the comics and let's look into the the story. I never really paid attention to it when the movie came actually out in theaters and whatnot. So yeah, you know, rewatch the movie, look at the comics, read the comics, you know, see what year it came out, and you know, get a little bit of backstory on it. Yeah, is, yeah, it was just interesting.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. That's, I mean, it's it's nice how it. Having the car and having that situation kind of prompted you to check out the comic books, and then now you you know you've started reading them. So that's yeah, it's neat. So (laughs) when you, I know, like when you first bought it, your intention it wasn't for you, and then you started like thinking about, hey, what can we do with this thing? But how long did you end up having it before you started doing any mods?
0: I probably had it. uh, I think it was about. Probably just under a year. Okay. So I I wasn't like posting or anything on it. I was I just had it like pretty much bone stock, like just on steely wheels, snow tires, that kind of thing. Getting ready to, you know, give to my mother, just waiting for her to be like, Yeah, I got the surgery, I'm good to go. I can see and drive now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, I know.
0: Size curl loans right? Like we do have like, you know, free healthcare and whatnot, and you get covered by it. Uh, cataract surgery it's just you gotta wait <laughs>
1: yeah that's the unfortunate <laughs> you wait. part
0: yeah so that's you know one of the things i think you can pay for it too but of course you know it's a lot of money and you probably get done sooner but of course you know it's a lot of money
1: <laughs> yeah yeah of course yeah
0: <laughs> yeah
1: so like so you've got some other mods out there obviously you've got your roof rack and you've got your tire up there and you've got some your uh your recovery boards, so and then you've got decals on the back. But well, what are some other things that you've done besides a lift? Uh, it looks like you've got some different yeah. wheels and tires, huh?
0: Yeah, so my wheels are actually the stock wheels that they come with the sixteen-inch rims. What they come with stock, like from from factory. I actually, got those. So I mentioned I had Steely's on it originally. So when I was working oh, yeah. at the dealership um i found those in the back so like they probably were sitting there probably for years they're alloy wheels so they don't rust or you know nothing happens to them from sitting outside for years so they're perfectly fine like barely any scratches i asked the the service manager she's like yeah they've been there for years they're yours i'm like perfect
1: that's awesome
0: do the old uh, yeah yeah do the old six-layered classy dip on there to turn them (laughs) black and then spent the money on, on the tires. So uh, that was my second mod was the tires, the uh Open Country AT3s. Yeah, that's what I have. 70, 16. They're great. Yeah.
1: I have a different size, of course. But, yeah, I, I love the yeah. Toyos, man. They're awesome.
0: Yeah. Like, they've been lasting long. Like, I, I'm probably going to get new tires probably in the spring. But, like, three years, all year round, winter, mud, all that, traveling, road trips. Over eighty thousand kilometers on on a set of tires is pretty good.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd, I I'd have to do the conversion of kilometers to miles, but I ended up having mine yeah. for I think I got I think I got a little over seventy thousand miles on mine, and I oh, could nice. have gotten yeah. more, but I just I had the money for new tires and I wanted new tires, so yeah, yeah, because yeah. they were the original like the original tires that i bought when i got my first set of uh aftermarket wheels and the tires were just like they weren't what i wanted them to be because when i first got the new wheels on the first set of new wheels the raised white letters were turned on the inside because i forgot to tell them to turn them on the outside so Uh oh yeah yeah. yeah when i got my second set of wheels and i turned the tires the raised white letters to the outside the in the the that side of the tire were they were so dirty from being turned in for so long that they just they've never looked good and clean and black. So I'm like, I want right. good looking tires, you know. So so I just went for it.
0: No, uh, uh, tires is the main main factor with uh, with a vehicle, honestly. Yeah, that's where you should put the money is a good set of tires. That's kind of my advice to to somebody starting off is get some good tires and and some protection and go from there.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, if you want to just start going off-roading and just doing some exploring, tires are going to make a big difference. And then, yeah, of course, protection, because you want to make sure that you've got your engine, well, your, your oil pan and transmission pan protected. But, you know, even just with those two things without having a lift and anything else crazy on it, like we were mentioning earlier, they're so capable... And just having a better set of tires makes them even that much more capable.
0: Hundred percent. Because that was the thing too. Like if you're thinking about a lift, but you don't know if you should or not, and you know lift kits aren't aren't cheap. Protection at the end of the day is is is, is a cheaper route, I think, too, as well for for people that don't want to do a lift right away.
1: Yeah. And then with tires, I mean the the all terrain tires <laughs> up are there. more expensive. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, so unless you are able to get tires right away, you know, if you don't, if you don't have to, and you you, you know, you want to wait to get tires, you're going to have to get tires eventually. And like what I did with mine yeah. is I just saved up the money. And, and when I was ready to get them, I'm like, now I've got the money because I knew that I was going to need to get them at some point, And I just started putting money away so that by the time I got there, I'm like, it wasn't even a worry. I'm just like, boom, here you go. I knew they were going to be expensive, yeah, but enough. I was ready.
0: Good, good call, man. Awesome. Honestly, that's the way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Way to do
1: it. So, what is your favorite mod? I want to say, I want to say probably, probably,
0: probably the tires. Honestly, yeah. They just they they touch the ground. They (laughs) do everything for you. Like they, they were like the second mod I did. Like it's they. I think yeah, the tires (laughs) tires is definitely like uh, my favorite one so far because yeah, they just it It does everything for you really. Probably the most useful.
1: Yeah, probably the most useful too, huh? Yep. Yeah. Any uh, future mods coming up for Silver Surfer?
0: Yeah, yeah. um, So with actually going back to protection, uh, my uh, rad support kind of gave out a little bit, so I gotta I gotta fix that and get the the skid plate back on and beef it up a little bit more because it's not the strongest underneath where it bolts onto uh with the factory bolts so yeah i gotta i gotta fix that up so that'll be like a a repair slash mod i guess you could say and then i got some led fog lights i'm gonna uh, put in place of like just the regular halogen ones yeah that'll that'll Um, be nice but then of course yeah of course like more lights too that'll be in the in the future for sure um other than that, that's pretty much the the plan so far for the next couple of months.
1: What would you say about your Forester uh, that brings you the most joy?
0: Honestly, like being able to sleep in it, <laughs> doing car camping.
1: Yeah, that's then good.
0: <laughs>
1: and do you go car camping a lot?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's, that's like my second way of camping, honestly. Other than like I do have a like a pop up trailer that I tow with it, yeah, I've seen um that. yeah, so like I usually like say if I'm gonna camp for like two or three days, I'll take like the trailer and then say if I'm gonna like road trip or just do like a one night camp i'll just I'll just sleep in the back,
1: yeah, that's convenient too, you know you're not having to worry about yeah. getting a hotel or you know finding a place to pop up a tent or pulling something behind you, you just pop in the back and go to sleep.
0: <laughs> Honestly, I find that's like the best convenient way to utilize like every inch of your space and not have to worry about getting wet by sleeping on the ground because you're in a tent. I know there's ways to you know, minimize that, but then there's like, you know, the cold ground. There's, you know, unexpected wind and weather, but all shields you from that. You can lock the door so no one can get at you. You can lock all your stuff inside there. Yeah, yeah like it's, it's it's ultimate because yeah, I, I don't I don't like towing. Like I'd rather not tow if I don't have to, but I do like the luxury of standing up in something and
1: and you know having my arms stretch out and my legs stretch out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. So, what kind of uh, yeah. s- setup do you have in the back?
0: Um, so I do like the the air mattress, um, and then just you know um, I kind of you know. Uh, fold the seats up or fold the seats forward and kind of tilt them a little bit and kind of fill fill the void with or like the you know the leg void or sorry the leg space where you know people would sit in the back seat there and kind of fill that space up with with a lot of stuff i have in the trunk so when i transfer all the stuff from the trunk i put it all kind of down in there to fill fill the space for like where the pillows go and everything and pump it up you know just through the through the cigarette uh plug in there in the back and but usually a wool wool blanket down and sleeping bag and yeah. one or two pillows depending on how how much space I got. And that's pretty much it for, for the sleeping setup.
1: Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, it's convenient. And then being able to just like utilize the stuff that you have to accommodate your sleeping, you know, arrangement. That's good.
0: Yeah. And no, I'm not, not too picky with really anything that I need, it's, you know, just, get down to the skivvies and uh jump in the old sleeping <laughs> bag and <laughs> hopefully you know we have a good night's sleep and we don't get too uh too cramped up because I am uh, I am 6'3 so it is a little tight but I make it work.
1: Yeah, that's no, good. As long as you can fit and uh you know, like I said, make it work.
0: <laughs> that's what you got to do, right? You got to make it work.
1: Yeah. I was I was looking through your account and it looks like you've driven on quite a few trails. You've driven through snow, mud, water. Have you ever driven through sand?
0: Not not so much. I've actually just discovered kind of a, a spot where like a lot of like side by sides and four wheelers go, and it seems to be like an old open pit type type deal. So that's something where I'll be heading to in the spring because well, I did go to it in the in the in the winter here just like a couple weeks ago, but it was all frozen. So. Yeah, there wasn't no snow, but it was frozen, so it, there was it didn't really act like what sand would act like. So that was uh, that was funny. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. But we'll be back. So between the snow, mud, and the water, which are the ones that you have driven through, what would you say is your favorite?
0: Oh, favorite? It's probably probably mud. I yeah. like uh, you know paint 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 the car a different color, <laughs> driving down, you know, watching people see me going
1: yeah. through
0: drive throughs. People asking about it. <laughs> it's funny.
1: Yeah, the mud is fun. I mean, when I've gotten my car really dirty, that's when I get a lot of looks. <laughs> People are like, where'd this guy yeah. go?
0: Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs>
1: and it's fun just slipping around in the mud, too.
0: Yeah. yeah, you don't need much at all to really, you know, have fun in it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just, just a, mess, a mess to clean up. That's the the tough part. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, work hard, play hard, type type deal with that situation. (laughs) Yeah,
1: have you ever gotten stuck?
0: Yeah, I find the snow is where I find uh, I get stuck the most. Yeah, just acts it acts like it just acts really differently. There's multiple you know scenarios when it comes to ice, snow, and and potentially water as well. You know, it melts. You know, when it touches the car and such. Especially when you're trying to dig yourself out of it so you know compacts it more and makes it harder to shovel and makes it heavier to get from underneath your car over to the side of the car. Uh, so that's where those uh, traction boards definitely have been used more in the in the winter. Yeah. Um, than than spring, fall or summer. <laughs>
1: yeah. I guess that's probably like snow is probably the toughest and most challenging terrain to drive through because of like the way you just explained it is there's so many different situations that you can get into. And I know like I've I've I haven't experienced it myself, but I've heard of people say it. I've seen people where they're driving through the snow and everything's going well and then they get high centered and then they just can't get any traction because not because their tires are bad or the snow's too soft. It's just they just, you know can't get anything because it's all packed up underneath the middle
0: yep 100 that's usually the only way it happens for me it seems to just get <laughs> the high center going on and just get out and start digging
1: yeah so besides the sliding around on the ice which helped you come up with the name for your car any other crazy trails <laughs> f- or any other crazy stories from the trails
0: um, probably like just, I remember the, one of the earlier ones where I remember, uh, we had a really bad storm a couple of years back and there's a place that's actually pretty close to, uh, to us here that we, that you can, yeah, it's, it's, it's four by four friendly. It's more like trails for like ATVs, but you can, you know, bob through the, the skinny roads and the skinny little trails and such for, uh, for the forest there safely of course too um but there was the storm of course so a lot of trees were down in the way so there was people of course driving down those roads coming to the trees and they were kind of a big tree so what they would do is they would like clear spot around the tree so (laughs) you come to a big tree like oh no like it's blocked but then you'd look to the left or the right just before on either side you would see somebody actually plow their way through because they could cut down like what ten small trees instead of one huge tree in the middle of the way. Yeah. So that's what they did and and I remember uh discovering one that looks like, oh, this kind of looks more like a trail than an actual like a way around a tree. So I end up, you know, just going down it and such. And of course it's a little getting a little rough, getting a little rough. And I think I start to notice it's like, oh, I think uh like a uh, what do you call it, The uh, skitters, one of them skitters that, you know, go through the tree, like go through, drive through trees and such. I think oh, Ooh, I yeah. made that trail and I ended up coming to where it got real ruddy and I'm like, okay, yeah, I can't go down this. So I go <laughs> to like turn around on the trail and I remember like just flexing really weird and I guess I think I flexed my wheel into like the fender like really weird or I stabbed the tire on a stick. And ended up popping the tire, like, not too crazy, but enough to hear hear it. (laughs) Yeah. So it was like, like, oh, I got a tire, but I'm not, like, in the bush, in the bush. I'm probably, like, two or three kilometers away from the main road. And so I just pretty much, like, hightailed it out of there as quickly as possible to, you know, get out of there before it, you know, ran flat. And then, because it was, like, so uneven ground. So me trying to change a tire, like, like, uneven ground.
1: Oh, that would, would not have been
0: fine. So I just just drove, 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 and right to the right to the road there, and just sat her down there, and ended up changing it right there on the on the side of the road, and <laughs> kept on my way.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's good that you heard that because if you hadn't heard it and you would have yeah. kept going, man, you could have really gotten bogged down in something, and then like you know, you know, then it would really be bad because not only. Are you like in something that's not really good terrain, but then to have a flat and try to change it in that? Yeah, that, that's uh, you made the right call.
0: No. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah, and it was like it's pop tires, so me driving on a pop tire, it's it's trash anyway. So yeah. might as well just send it right. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. So how often do you get to out to the trails, and do you have a lot that are near you, and then like? What is the closest trail to you? like how long does it take to get to the closest trail?
0: Probably probably about half an hour to like an, a real actual, you know couple kilometer long trail type type deal. Uh, and then after that, like I find because I'm in between, I'm like a, an hour and a half away from Toronto, so I find before you start getting to a place called like uh, oh sorry, the four, 401 highway. I find there's a lot of things and a lot of areas up in there that's kind of like more like farm fields and just rolling hills, and that's where I tend to find a lot of a lot of trails. And that's probably about 45 minutes away, an hour away that's um, not from bad. where I'm at, but so half ha- half an hour probably for at least a good
1: decent trail. Yeah, and how often do you um, are you able yeah. to get out?
0: I try to go out honestly as much as possible, like. Um, almost every day really. Cause you know, there's, nice. there's always something to find and there's always something I miss or like, say I go to one spot the one day and it's like, okay, that's, let's do it again. Just to see if I missed anything. And you know, nine times out of 10, I do miss something or something like a little closer, or a little farther away from that area. And it just, you know, putting puzzle pieces together, you start linking roads up together and you start, just start mapping things out on, on Google maps. And I love how you can, uh, pin pin spots on Google Maps and Apple Maps and there's a lot of red dots on my (laughs) Apple Maps, (laughs) let's just say
1: that. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) That's really cool. Yeah, a
0: lot of camp spots too. So like entrance this entrancing, like trailheads. A lot of those marked spots to like camp out at.
1: Nice. The red pins. (laughs) Have you found anything crazy like out on the trail, you know, while you've been driving around?
0: Oh, uh, like recently, actually. Um, so one of the trails that are actually pretty close to us, um, they are building uh, the Buddha, they're building a huge Buddhist temple. It's been like going on for like ten years, and it's probably gonna be another ten years before they oh complete gosh. it. But yeah, it's crazy. I got I actually yeah, I got a couple of pictures I need to to post, but I'm kind of afraid to, to post them because uh, <laughs> the trail <laughs> goes goes right by it and multiple people have definitely gone in and snuck in and such and you know made a little hole in the fence so i've you know you know poked my head over the fence and whatnot and taken a couple pictures just to see what i can see and yeah there's just, there uh that was pretty cool yeah <laughs> actually seeing it because it's like in the it's in it's built like in the valleys and such so when you drive by the area you can't really see it you only see like rooftops and like little edges and corners and little kind of entrances and such but you don't actually see the structures they have so that was like a good little angle so I'll be hopefully posting some of that maybe to the story there just on the 24 hour type uh, roll out <laughs> yeah, yeah. <No>, <laughs> uh, I, I don't want it like you know I don't want them to know where the vantage point is and you know block it up and you know yeah <laughs> for people to see when they're trailing on that trail there because it's their main trail like a lot of people do it it's Seems pretty well used, so I don't know. I don't know what the story is, but yeah, that was uh, one of my recent memories for uh, finding something cool on a trail.
1: Yeah, that's definitely very interesting too.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's. I'm, I'm patiently waiting for it to open up so I can go and discover and you know learn about it, but it's taking very, very long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so also well, yeah, they're shipping at, they're shipping they're shipping stuff in from you know China and other countries, so
1: yeah i can't I can't really blame them, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see how that would take a while, but yeah, that's a long time
0: <laughs> yeah, right, yeah,
1: so I was also looking on your profile and it says you have driven five provinces and seventeen states, so which provinces and which states have you traveled to
0: all right, yeah, so. I live in Ontario, so I've traveled like Ontario pretty, pretty good. And, uh, I've gone as far as Lake Superior for, for Ontario. Uh, and then of course we're, uh, to the, to the east of us is Quebec. So I've, uh, camped in Quebec and, you know, slept in Quebec and such a couple times there. And then the next province would be New Brunswick. So that's the next, uh, province from Quebec going out east and then there's Nova Scotia. Prince Edward Island, Um, and then those are my provinces for uh, uh, for Canada, states. Um, So I did like a road trip out uh, out like Midwest to visit my cousin in Colorado. So I road tripped right through Michigan down to Indiana, slept in Indiana went through Illinois, Missouri, Kansas, to Colorado, um, you know, slept there and visit Colorado. And then um, she, uh, her family wanted to, do, uh, to go to Las Vegas because it was actually Thanksgiving, uh, American Thanksgiving. So it's November there. <laughs> yeah. um, so she wanted to go for that day or that week to go to Vegas. So we met her in Las Vegas. So I, you know, Drove a couple of days before they left and went to Utah, stayed in Utah, uh, went to Moab and played around there a little bit and then uh, went over to Vegas, stayed in Vegas a little bit. And then the farthest I've been was California and just dipped my toes into California over by where the, the Mojave Desert, is that how you pronounce it? Mojave, Mojave Desert. Mojave Desert, yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah yeah so we drove through that a little bit and then looped back down through arizona and then new mexico um, so that was that road trip and then i just went back up through colorado and through the same states and then i went to the east coast a little bit of america and so i went through uh, the kingston border so down in through new york Uh, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, and Connecticut, and then up through like Vermont and then over back through like uh, near Montreal. Um, That's really cool. Back to to Canada. Yeah. So that was like kind of my states and provinces for uh, where I've been so far and planning to hopefully go back to more of the the East coast. And then I'd really want to go out West. So like far, far West of like Washington and Oregon. So yeah, uh, planning that. Up, planning that up.
1: It's beautiful out there.
0: Yeah, I need to go. It's in out west Canada too. I need to go out west Canada as well. It's kind of the only place I haven't gone now.
1: Nice. Yeah, that's really cool that you've been able to make it around big, you know, parts of Canada and then down into the U.S. I mean, it's. I know that taking a trip like that, I'm sure you've seen all kinds of just beautiful scenery and just different towns, and it's. It's interesting when you go in through different towns and see, like, how different the homes are, how different some of the towns are set up, and just the the amenities and the restaurants and just, you know, everything going through different places. You you can just see, like, all the differences, but then you can also see similarities. And it's it's really cool having an opportunity to explore and and see so many different things like that.
0: And the United States is definitely a uh, a vast area with multiple, multiple terrains that you just don't get really anywhere else. Because I find like we do have stuff like that, but it's all on like the lower, lower end of the spectrum, I guess you could say, right? Like it just doesn't compete to like, you know, your, your Utah, Colorado, and the Mexico, Arizona. Like those four places are just. Uh, like totally opposite to what we have in terms of terrain and weather and just scenery it's like it's wild yeah it's a wild wild those probably be my four main spots I would try to go back to if I had the chance
1: yeah I've been to Colorado a few times and I always want to go back to Colorado because ever since I saw the mountains out there for the first time I'm just like I fell in love with them and mountains are my absolute favorite thing on, on earth. I mean, as far as like, you know, natural landscape mountains are just like, they're just amazing. And I, I can't like when I'm there, I just can't stop staring at them and trying to see right? like what, I, what different ones I can see, you know, how they differ from one to the other. And just, I don't know. They're just the mountains are awesome. No, you're a
0: hundred percent, right. It's just, you just kind of get locked into, to seeing it and that was kind of the thing about when i first got to colorado was it was like literally like blizzard out like we were literally coming in probably oh 12 30 1, one o'clock at night it was a blizzard made it it was fine but we didn't can't see anything when the morning hit because it was all like snowy and like well, it was white out so we literally for the first day couldn't see the mountains yeah. And then the next day, it, it ended up being clear. And then you just look out the window because she lives like in Colorado Springs.
1: Oh, gosh. Yeah. Pretty much anywhere
0: you'll, anywhere you'll look, it's <laughs> yeah. the mountain. So, yeah. You just look out the window and it's just like, oh, wow. And I'm just sitting in the coffee, just looking at it like it's a TV. And it's like, oh, I could do this all day.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So when you were, when you've traveled to the different provinces, like which one was your favorite? And like, where what, I guess, which one provided the most? I guess, the best scenery.
0: That would be probably the, so like there's Nova Scotia, of course, but then there's an island called Cape Britain that's like north, north of it. And it's like literally an island that's one way on, one way off. And that's where Sydney, Sydney is. And that's like a, the main city up in Cape Britain. But it's just like the 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 peak of out there. I want to say that I've seen at least because uh, we went up to like, it's a place called Meat Cove and it's like the peak. Of where you could go north of that island without, you know, running into a cliff or, you know, terrain is too crazy. In terms of like roads and amenities, as far as you could go and just the views, you got the ocean, it's the North Atlantic. So, like, you got all the wildlife up there, you got the mountains, keep the camping scenery too, as well. Like, I literally camped on the side of a cliff. Like, oh man. You can't, man. Really, you can't, can't repeat really that. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. It was probably, probably the best. That's awesome. That spot that I went to. I would definitely, if, yeah, if you have a chance to get out there, go to, or at least just look up like Meat Cove on, on Google Maps and just check out that area. And it's, yeah, it's a great spot. Okay. And there's yeah. lots of national parks up that way too, as well.
1: Nice. What about, the yeah. uh, down in the States, what's your favorite place that you went to?
0: Yeah, probably the four I mentioned, Utah, Colorado, Arizona, New Mexico, but to, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm kind of conflicted because my cousin's in Colorado and it was nice and we spent time there but then dipping down into Arizona it just changed drastically and that was really interesting to me it's just like the they don't have dirt they have like like what is it like uh, the red rock kind of yeah. like, material that's everywhere like the uh, volcanic rock I guess you can call it uh, and then down into New Mexico because that was, that was quite interesting as well and then I met Enzo Whips there. he uh, he's on Instagram there and his whips he uh he took me in uh, when I was passing through America there and showed nice. me showed me a great time on his his local trails and there's a bit of uh, some footage on on the instagram about that um but yeah I really really liked the uh, the history his dad was a big uh, big on history there so he uh, he filled us in on like the the New Mexico uh, culture and the history about like Santa Fe and Albuquerque and the way the land was back in the day and where we were trailing. So that was really cool just to learn about New Mexico in general. And I think that what kind of helped me uh, decide what my favorite state was. And I think New Mexico, Arizona, Colorado, Utah, in that border.
1: Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. There's <laughs> that whole area down there is just awesome. Like I've, I've been to Utah for work, but I haven't been there for fun. So I haven't had a chance to really explore much, but I mean, where we were, I was able to see the mountains and and part of like the lake out there, but like Salt Lake. And then I've been to Arizona for fun and Arizona was like beautiful. And then again, of course, Colorado. But yeah, that whole area down there is just, it's so nice.
0: Yeah, I love it. I need to go back for sure. Hopefully in the near future. Just got to hit other spots first. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. So driving from where you did and taking so that was like all one long road trip going down through there. Yeah. You you bought your Forester with you said just under two hundred kilometers, and uh, were you yeah, yeah
0: two hundred
1: thousand yeah yeah oh yeah two hundred thousand sorry but <laughs> uh, with with it being a two thousand eleven having that many kilometers on it. And and looking at this really long road trip, were you worried at all about taking such a long road trip? And and then, did you have any issues while you were out on this super long road trip with that many kilometers?
0: Um, yeah, like it, it was always the the you know one of the thoughts in the back of my head. But it was one of those things where it's um, I know I'm going to be mostly on like the highway. I'm going to be in you know quite rural areas. I have, I, you know, I have everything I think I need in my vehicle already before going on the road trip. So that kind of gave me the confidence of doing the road trip in a 2011 with 200,000 kilometers, maybe even a little bit more at the time that I, you know, decided to leave. But yeah, it was, it was always a thought. It was one of those things. It was mostly like just making sure I can like, you know, top off fluids and top off things. Cause I kind of like calculated like how far I actually was going and, you know, it was mostly just, uh, an oil change interval, you know, type trip where it's like, yeah, I'm going to probably want to do an oil change at least down there halfway or at least three yeah. quarters of the way down there. Um, but I was mad. That's really, that's really all that, you know, I thought of and worried about on the, on the trip, but you know, things happen and you get prepare for the worst and, you know, things do happen. And I did have a little, uh, A little mishap on the way back and ended up having to you know truck the truck the forester back on the way back a little bit but you know it is what it is and you know that was kind of like my backup plan if all else failed because i knew not to leave it on the side of the highway or leave it on the side of the road yeah it was going to be broken down because i've heard some pretty nasty stories with people doing that and you know it's one of those things is just uh, man up and, and do it and yeah, ended up having to, to travel a little bit with, uh, with the forest on the back of a U-Haul But
1: <laughs> Yeah, that's you know, definitely it what it is. Yeah, definitely better than leaving it on the side of the road because it's like, I mean, yeah. for one thing you just, you never know what can happen and two it's like, it's your baby, you know? <laughs> well,
0: exactly, exactly and it was one of those things, like, I'm already on the way back, like, might as well just suck it up and, and keep on going and just muscle up and put her on the back and keep yeah. going because yeah I, I didn't you know and that's the thing like with being Canadian and such everything is uh, 30% more expensive so <laughs> it's one of those things I might as well just uh, you know try to get it back back to Canada so I can just pay Canadian dollars instead of American dollars yeah to, yeah. to fix yeah. but you know it's a learning experience and you know I'm a little bit more experienced after after that road trip too as well so you know, different approaches and different uh, different actions will be taken when you know things go wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, with all yes, the they
1: do. yeah, you, know, you, you, you prepare
0: right. You got to prepare right. Yeah. yeah, that's all you do.
1: Definitely, yeah. I mean, it's good if you know you're going to be on a long trip like that and you've got everything you need. Then that's that's yeah. what, that's the best thing to do. So, but with these long road trips and all the other driving that you do, how many kilometers do you have on it now?
0: I'm mean, like. Two eighty-five, like eighty-five thousand, about eighty-five thousand kilometers on it, and okay, roughly three. Because I had the STI, kind of overlapping my, you know, uh, getting the Foresters, and and like the Forester didn't really get driven that much because I was driving the STI in the process of waiting to give it to my mother and such, so. That's where, like, I felt like the the first like year or so of me owning it wasn't really much. Like, I probably put maybe five to six thousand kilometers on it, probably okay. the first year. Yeah. But after that, after that first year, that's when it started <laughs> back down. So I want to say within three years, maybe two and a half years, I put probably about eighty five thousand on it.
1: Yeah, that's pretty good.
0: Yeah, so it's you know above our our average technically. I think for Canadian driver is around twenty. To twenty four, twenty three thousand kilometers per, per year. Okay, so yeah, a little you know a little higher than 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 average, but you know it's all it's all experience. Yeah, yeah. Adventure, it's all memories. It's all you, stuff you you technically can't pay for. It, really, <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, get out and so, drive it. Use it's it. Been great. Yeah, yeah. What would you say about your Forester best matches your personality? <laughs>
0: Um, probably, uh, just, you know, exploring the unknown and, and, uh, you know, being adventurous and open-minded. Yeah. I find. All right. And just kind of checks all the boxes. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All
1: right. So (laughs) what's the story behind the mask?
0: Ah, uh, okay. So, like, it was kind of, like, at the time where, you know, Halloween was coming and, and such like that, and I was just kind of thinking where, where I could kind of switch things up. You know, it's kind of been, I think it was just under a year of me having the account. I was, like, thinking of, you know, what what fun ways to switch it up, and I kind of wasn't really, you know, adamant about showing my face and and whatnot, too, but at the times where it's like, oh, like, there's some things where, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to end up showing my face or... It's just going to happen because of just the way the angles are and such. So that's where it's like, oh, let's let's incorporate a mask because, you know, first it's Halloween and that will be, you know, some good content and such. And, and you know, there's masks out for sale because it's kind of seasonal around here for that kind of stuff. And and I just kind of ended up rolling with it afterwards. So it kind of, you know, uh, adds a touch of the newsness and mystery, mysterious behind the content, I find, too, as well.
1: Yeah kind of becomes your little uh, online identity with your account.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, nah,
0: so that's kind of that's like, the you know, the reason why, and I don't know, I might, you know, keep it, keep it rolling as, as, as much as I can. I might, you know, just one day, you never know. I might just, I might just disappear or I might do a fun, unique way of, you know, revealing the face. I don't know. And that's kind of like <laughs> another reason why I've, you know, kept it rolling just to, you know, add the, the aspect of when, when is he, yeah, the mystery of when is he going to get rid of it? Is he ever going to get rid of it? Who is behind the mask? That kind of thing.
1: Yeah. What does Liam look like? Who is this guy?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't really you know, wear it when I'm meeting people. So the people that have met me in
1: person. Yeah, I of course. So, so <laughs> I can so just see people it. like, but, man, we really don't know what this guy looks like. He wears the mask all the time. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and that's the kind of thing too, just you know, kinda of like, you know, troll a little bit too, you know, kinda of like have my face in the background or me just kind of turn my face or my head like quickly with the mask on and you know, just little little things like that. Um yeah. just to add to the content,
1: I guess. Yeah, it's fun. If you could, Yeah, right? Yeah. If, <laughs> if you could describe your forester in one word, what would it be? I think
0: I think great. I think great would be uh would be the word for that.
1: That is, yeah, that's good. I like that.
0: Yeah. 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 Great. Cause, yeah. I just, honestly, it just, yeah, ticks all the boxes. It does what I need it to do and more. It's an older model and it's still going. It's, yeah, it's been great. It's
1: been I like, great. yeah, I, I like that body style too, or that, that generation. Me too. Yeah.
0: Me too. Yeah. It's, it's like you don't like, you do see it around here, but you don't see any modded versions of that forester sure around here if you know what i if you know what I mean. Because I find like the year before me or mm-hmm. the year after me. That's the ones that you see around here that are modded. You don't have to see the the SH model. Gotcha. Being modded. Is,
1: so it's unique so too. Me, like,
0: being different, right? And that's kinda yeah. the whole kind of how I roll is I kinda of wanna be different. I kinda of wanna not do what other people are doing and, and try to, you know, add my own taste to the things that people are doing out there in the world.
1: Yeah. You do uh photography too, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, that was kinda of like my main you know my main kind of hobbies growing up and coming into uh into college and such is of yeah, the, the the photography, you know, get the get, get the little tax return back in the day there and I was just like, screw it, that's let's just spend it all on the camera. And <laughs> I've had that camera ever since, and that was probably what, twenty, 2014, twenty fourteen, twenty, twenty fifteen? That's good. Well, so that was kind of when I started started the photography stuff, or at least trying to do a little bit of it. And, you know, I did, like, more of a freelance kind of thing and got a couple gigs from it. But, you know, it's more of a hobby, not really taking it too, too seriously, other than, you know, doing it on Instagram and such.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, if you're having fun with it and you enjoy it, that's all that matters. Right, right. Yeah.
0: That's kind of the thing. Like, I find... Once you start making it a job, and you might start to lose that, that kind of passion with, uh, with with certain things, and I find I do do tend to have that happen, you know, from time to time, as you know get bored or or it kind of you know forces it as a job, and then you kind of lose the passion for it. So that's where I kind of kept it kept it the hobby and never really turned it into the, the actual job or yeah. money making kind of kind of thing.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, here's the uh, get-to-know-the-person-behind-the-account, but who is Liam?
0: Who is Liam? Well, my, name's, uh, my name's Liam. I'm 31 years old. I'm uh, about 6'3". I have red hair, and uh, I live in Canada.
1: A? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know the Americans always got to say A and bring <laughs> pretend like they're Canadian, and they know what they're talking about. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs>
0: A lot of it's so funny like you know talking to Americans like say you're talking to somebody at like the cash or something and then you know someone's standing in line behind you and you you drop an A and they just like oh you're from Canada aren't you (laughs) and it's like how'd you know (laughs) it's a bit of an accent and and you saying A like four times
1: (laughs) yeah I've Uh, I mean I'm from Texas and people tell me that I don't sound like I'm from Texas because I guess I don't have a country twang
0: uh, I hear, it, I hear it. I hear it. I hear that. I kind of figured you're kind of from more the the south region, based off like just from the from the podcast and such. Yeah. But definitely, if you said Texas, I would have been like, oh, okay. Yeah. Cool.
1: I uh, <laughs> I def <laughs> I definitely don't sound like a lot of my kin folk that live in East Texas though. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. My <laughs> well, yeah, my aunt my aunt and uncle they live in uh, North Carolina. So my aunt as uh, uh, my side. And then my uncle, he's, he's the American side and he's, uh, he's North Carolina. And he's got, the, he's got the heavy accent and it sounds a little bit like that. Yeah. hilarious. But, yeah. He, he's he's actually in radio himself. And oh, those, that's like, cool. And yeah. That's, that's awesome. He's a good lad.
1: So, uh, you're Canadian, but where were you born in Canada?
0: So I was actually born in Ottawa, which is the capital. Um, and I didn't live there, essentially, because my mom was living there until I was born. And then she ended up moving back in with her parents and then raising me back into a small town west of uh, Ottawa called Renfrew. So that's where my childhood was growing up and, and everything like that until until I turned 18 and, you know, decided to leave the nest and go off to college.
1: Yeah. What is a favorite memory from your childhood?
0: Um, actually, um, so like, yeah, I want to say like where, you know, everything kind of maybe started, I guess with like adventures and, you know, wilderness and nature and everything like that. My, my grandparents had like, you know, I don't know if you guys know the term like gully. So like kind of the backyard where like, it's not like, you know, you don't have grass, it's just like pure bush. So they just had like, you kind of just go into like a ravine and it's kind of like there was a river kind of way farther down to it. So it was all owned by him so I ended up you know just kind of wandering around and kind of like you know making forts and checking out the land and you know digging and doing kid stuff you know down in the bush just kind of by myself because I was an only child and I think that was kind of my fondest memories was just having the access to to go into the wilderness just literally in my backyard
1: yeah, that's nice. I, I have some of those memories, too, from when I was a kid, from trips that we would take to our family reunion that was, like, out in the country and being able to find wooded areas yeah. and little creeks and stuff. That was always a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, those are the ones that, you know, I uh, remember pretty fully because it was one of those things, like, as soon as, you know, school was done or, you know, summer was summer was uh, here, that was, was kind of what I was doing. Just messing around in the back of the, back of the, back of the yard there in the gully, as they say. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's good to be outdoors, too.
0: No, oh, yeah. That was the thing, too. It was just, yeah, I wasn't really a kid that stayed inside and, you know, video games or watched on TV or anything like that. It was mostly, mostly outdoors for the most part, I want to say.
1: Yeah, that's good. So what is it that you do for a living?
0: So right now I'm actually I'm unemployed, but I've been uh, I've been doing Instagram honestly for the last two and a bit years. I'm retired uh, car salesman, as as I like to tell people.
1: Yeah. So you do in like other people's accounts or your own accounts? You like running accounts for Instagram? Is that what you just, were doing? Yeah,
0: just running my own account. Just running my own account. Just you know, kind of had a pretty good savings uh, saved up, so I've been just kind of you know living off that and. I'm just trying to, you know, trying to make it on on the Instagram side of things and, you know, just start, uh, you know, getting content out and videoing more of my experiences and trying to, you know, edit it up and, you know, put them on the on, you know, like Rumble and uh YouTube. So that's kind of my my plan for this year is to uh start making more content, getting out, filming more and and uh trying to, you know, try to, you know, make this uh the dream job, I
1: guess you could say. Yeah, because that was my next question: is what would your dream job be? And I guess that's uh, what you're working towards, huh? Yeah, just,
0: yeah, yeah. That's kind of that's I want to say is just work for myself. I was kind of what I've been learning over my work experiences. You know, work for a dealership, working for other you know multiple companies before, and I kind of want to kind of want to work for myself and 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 do my own thing without you know forcing it as a job and just kind of tie it into maybe daily life. But yeah. you know, it's 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 one of those battles where it's like sometimes it's not practical doing that, and you know, spending money just trying to you know follow your dream. But I feel I feel like that's what I need to do for for at least right now, while well, I have the time and I'm on the younger younger side of things, and you know, I don't have any kids or any uh, any major major bills or anything like that. So I I took advantage of you know do it while well while you can, you know, because life's, life's short.
1: Yeah. I mean, and if you've got, it sounds like you've got a good situation for that. Like you said, you've got some savings that are helping to pull you through and then you have the time to, to work on it. And again, yeah, no kids and no other, like, you know, big commitments. I mean, and yeah, since you, at your age, I mean, it's all like great. And there's, there's definitely nothing wrong with finding something that you're passionate about and, you know, going towards that goal and going towards that dream. I mean, that's, I think that's what so many people would like to be able to do. You just don't always have those opportunities.
0: No. And that that was kind of the thing. I never really had an opportunity before because, you know, you always have to work and either you have money and no time or you have no time and all the money. (laughs) It's just, it's never that, you can never get that perfect balance because that's, you know, of course life. But I had you know, I had unfortunate event happen. you know, at the dealership that I worked, you know, it's, you know, things didn't work out. So, of course, I took off from there and decided to just not, you know, pursue another dealership in terms of that field because I just, you know, fell out of love with it, I want to say. And, uh, you know, I had the money saved up. You know, I made really good money selling cars, a.k.a. groups, So that's where it's just like. So, you know, I looked up to and kind of, you know, Never really talked to before. Ended up, you know, trying to figure out like what do I want to do with my life, kind of thing. Because like honestly, I don't want to really stay here. I don't really want to keep working in the in the car sales world because it's just kind of it was pretty brutal. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, um, and that's where it's like she, she kind of told me like, hey, like you're young, you don't have any kids, you have, you know, you have a savings, you have mm-hmm. the time. Why don't you travel and you know, enjoy life and 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 see the world because you've been working for you know five plus years at the dealership. You don't really get much time off to plan and you know discover because just the way the the world works around the selling cars and sales in general. Yeah, um, so that's where it's like, yeah, I think I'm gonna fully commit to that, and, and that's what I did, and here we are today, <laughs> two yeah. years later.
1: No i mean that's that's awesome, I think that's great, you know and then you know best of uh I wouldn't say luck, but just best of you know doing what you're gonna do and and pursuing that
0: yeah that's that's kind of the goal, and just you know constantly uh constantly keep going, stay consistent and uh hopefully hopefully it works out you know i got I got backup plans if it doesn't, yeah know, that's good. I don't have to go that route. I don't have to go that route, but, you know, it it is what it is. I'll accept it if I have to, but not yet. Yeah. <laughs> we're, still, yeah. we're still working. We're still working. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, we're still working on it. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. There's there's lots of lots of opportunities out there, you know, with social media and, you know, making money on, on your phone, essentially. So that's kind of where I want to try to at least take advantage of that as much as possible. And hopefully, you know, it starts uh, starts adding up and, you know, start making a living out of it, I guess.
1: Oh, that's great, yeah, so what is something that makes you want to get out of bed every day?
0: Probably, yeah, just discovering the next the next road, the next trail uh, yeah, that's kind of like what i what I do when I wake up It's just kind of think of like where where I could go either today or tomorrow or the next day yeah. um, and that's kind of the the thing I don't like trying to, like. As much as I like sleeping in and sleeping and such like that, as soon as I wake up, I, I usually try to just like get out of bed as much as possible as soon as I wake up. Cause it's just like, you yeah, got to get out of bed and that's, that's the first step of, of the day is, you know, getting out of that bed.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well then what, what is something that makes you want to stay in bed?
0: Well, I don't know. I find I, I don't really get too sick often. Really. The only time I've really been, truly sick was uh when COVID was happening there but other than that it's like sometimes it's weather honestly
1: yeah that'll do it too
0: it's, it's weather, like you just like because i have a big like like six foot, seven foot window kind of in my room there so i can kind of just like flick the flick the curtain back a little bit and if you know she's uh she's not looking too nice or it's just doesn't seem worth it really as much as I drive a Subaru and any weather it's good to drive in a Subaru, it's just like yeah, no, like, I can't stand outside and take pictures. I can't, can't make videos really. Like, I can't really, you know, have a, like a bonfire or like camp really. So it's just like, well, well,
1: let's let's
0: stay in bed, A.K. Let's stay inside.
1: Yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> what would be your best bit of advice to give to someone about anything?
0: Um. probably embracing the unknown, explore without reservation, never underestimate the transformation power of a good road trip, really.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's true.
0: It's honestly, as soon as you start dipping into, like, different scenery, different people, different experiences, because of, like, say, the scenery or the people, that's where it's just, it's really transformative, I find, for, uh, for you know life in general, so I just find yeah, embrace embrace a good road trip. You know, take the time, plan it out, or don't. I like to not, sometimes not even plan it out and just just go with the flow. Yeah, and that might be maybe the first first thing some people should do is just just go. Maybe just even do a day or two, travel travel as far as you can in one day, and then just wherever wherever you end up, try to find a spot to to camp in that area and and go from there.
1: Yeah, I right. like that. <laughs> that's good advice, man. It's good advice. Appreciate it, appreciate it. How has owning your Subaru and being part of the community changed your life?
0: I find like with it's giving me like a new dimension on life, not just about the vehicle, like about the connections made online and in real life, sharing adventures and, and uh, you know, experiences with either, you know, trailing, off-roading, you know, how to, like, say, get yourself unstuck, or with, like, things that go wrong, like, that's a big one I find, Um it's, you know, tapping into community and, you know, like, hey, I have this problem happening with my super, do you have that problem with your super? I know you have a forester, it might not be the same year, but it could. you probably maybe ran into similar problems, so have you ever, you know, experienced that and, you know, a lot of people just, you know, fire right back with a uh, you can answer as they out do this, that, and the other, or no, I haven't. But thanks for letting me know. And then it's like, oh, okay. Now they have some information to work off because I've came across this experience. They haven't yet, but they might. So then now they know what to do for when they come across that. So just like information sharing, information networking. That's another big big thing about the community and and uh, yep.
1: learning
0: everybody and. Seeing how many people there are actually out there driving Subaru is
1: wild. It is a lot. It's
0: wild when you just, you just start to, especially when I first started working at Subaru, it was like, I never really paid attention to Subaru. I kind of just thought it was just like another vehicle. And then after working there, I guess, well, like the second or third day after working there, like you just see them everywhere. Yeah. And they're just all over the road. And it's like, what? Since when? <laughs> yeah, it a, like it was like a it was like a hidden gem kind of. I find especially like in my area too it's just like oh we have a
1: Subaru. Dealership? Wow, holy shit! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not
0: a lot yeah. of people get to, not a lot of people get to say that in in Canada because like there's only so many in Canada.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do you think that you'll always own a Subaru?
0: Honestly, yeah. I I think that will be at least my one go to vehicle. Say if this one ends up, you know, God forbid something bad happens and it leaves the earth, and I have to go a different direction. I would probably be going towards Subaru first off if, uh, if I can find one and get one that, that works.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's good.
0: So what I need it to work, AKA forester, I think forester would be like the number one choice for me. Cause it just, it, it notches all the boxes. It's not too big, not too small, very capable, for especially the train i i endure here so yeah i think Subaru would be my uh go-to for for the future in in terms of vehicles if i can yeah because i've had two myself and test driving and and working for the dealership you get a good good experience with the vehicle so i find that's where that helped a lot yeah with decisions and and just kind of comparing them to other vehicles as well it's like okay like it it does all of this, and I'm sure that other vehicle does a lot of it, but it doesn't do all of it. It does some of it. Yeah, and that was like a big factor. So yeah, I at least I at least encourage I at least encourage people to at least test drive a Subaru.
1: Yeah, to there's there's something about
0: for for a new vehicle.
1: Yeah, and there's something about Subarus and just the community, and I think it's just like a certain type of person too that owns Subarus typically, oh, yeah. or at least the enthusiasts, you know.
0: Yeah, honestly, it was wild because that was another thing. Like starting starting this account is just talking to like customers when they come in, and you know the younger generation, the older generation, the middle generation. Like it was, there was always there was always somebody in in those three generations that always had something to say about Subaru, and usually a good thing is to say about Subaru. Yeah, uh, and that was like another part of the reason. Like holy, there's a lot of people out here that that drive these vehicles and enjoy these vehicles. And, and selling via, selling them like there's people that literally own like probably like 15 to 20 in their life.
1: And <laughs> yeah, they I know.
0: buy one, trade it in, buy one, trade it in, buy one, and just literally run through Subarus like crazy. And it's like holy, like the guy's 80 years old, but like how do you have like 20 different vehicles in your life? Like holy, <laughs> yeah,
1: but yeah, you know, that's cool. It's, it's
0: an eye opener when you when you look at like oh like. Oh, like, say you go talk to the manager and like, oh, who's this tough? Or like, I'm working with so-and-so about, you know, car deal. It's like, oh, he had like seven supers before this one. Like, make sure you treat him good. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I know that. Thank, thank you for telling me that. That's crazy. Yeah. And you just start, you know, bouncing off like a lot of the the super people, old, young, middle-aged. They're all at least adventurous in some sort of way. So it was always good talking with them and telling me their stories and such. So, yeah. How's uh how's another thing about like the community even before knowing about it or or jumping into it?
1: Yeah, yeah. You had I mean, you had a really good experience with that, you know, being able to talk to so many different people and getting their their experiences and their take on Subaru and obviously their love of Subaru when you have somebody come in that has owned multiples before.
0: Oh. Yeah, it definitely helps like open open the eyes up to like what these vehicles are and what they mean to people.
1: Yeah, is there anything else that you wanted to share uh, before we get out of here?
0: Well, I think that's about it. I really appreciate you having me on here and let me uh, you know talk about my story and hopefully people can you know get inspired to get themselves in even just into a test drive of a Subaru or. Fully own own one and and get out there and have some adventures. So I really appreciate you having a platform uh, for doing that too as well. So yeah, was, uh, I'd like to say that.
1: Yeah, it was great uh, to have you yeah. on and hear your story and you know how you came up with the name and and uh, just you know there's <laughs> I mean there's there's also too a very special story just behind your Subaru itself you know and and uh, so I know that you know I know it means a lot to you. More than just you know a Subaru to drive, but you know there's some sentimentality to it for you.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. There, there definitely is, and that was yeah a big deciding factor of like, oh okay, I have one vehicle, or another. What, what at the end of the day, what, what means more, and that, that was like you know kind of the reason why I just decided to to keep going with it, and and here we are today.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, thanks but
0: for. Yeah. yeah, I really appreciate you.
1: Yeah. Of course. Thanks for taking the time to uh, hop on here and record with me.
0: Yo, it was a pleasure. Uh, it's good to finally hear your voice, you know, not just <laughs> on the, 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 the uh, audio side, AKA the podcast side. So yeah, it was a pleasure talking with you uh, before. And hopefully we can talk a little bit after uh, recording here and yeah. And, uh, and, uh, hopefully, you know, and, maybe spin back around in, the, in a year or so to see, uh, check in and see how everybody's doing and, and, uh, do a little recap maybe. And hopefully maybe I'm, uh, I'm doing this full, full time and making some coin out of this and get to touch back on, uh, more adventures in the subie and you podcast.
1: Yeah, man. More, uh, states to visit and more of Canada.
0: Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. <laughs> just, uh, we gotta get, We gotta get out there. Right. So it's just yeah. all about to, just doing it. Just doing it.
1: Yep. Just doing it. Well cool, man. Will you uh you have a good night and uh we'll talk to you later.
0: I appreciate you, and uh you have yourself a great night and I look forward to uh, to uh when you release this episode and see what uh, everybody has to say about uh our episode today.
1: Yep. All right, well you have a good night.
0: All right, you take care. All right, bye. Bye well, bye. Uh,
1: Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Sue b and podcast. If you are not doing so, go give Liam a follow. You can find him at Silver Surfer Forrester on Instagram. It's all together, no dots, no underscores, no dashes. So thank you so much, Liam, for taking the time to record with me. And uh, I appreciate you sharing your story. It was great to hear how you got the Forester, even though it was under un, you know, unfortunate events, but I know that your mom will live on and her legacy will live on through the Forester and through you getting out to enjoy it. I know that is something that she would be very proud of and and glad to know that you are using the Forester and enjoying it. And thanks for sharing your whole Subaru journey and telling us about the name and, of course, the story behind the mask and everything else that you shared. So, again, if you're not following him, go give Liam a follow and uh, let him know what you thought of the episode. Thank you for sticking around for all this time. 161 episodes. And I just appreciate everybody's support and for tuning in, for sharing If you have not done so and you listen to the podcast through Apple Podcasts, go write a review and rate the podcast. We're at 97 ratings. We're so close to 100. So if you're listening through Apple Podcasts and you have not rated and reviewed, I would really, really appreciate it. It helps to get the podcast out there, especially when people are searching for it and uh, gets more recognition through Apple Podcasts. So I would appreciate that. Again, thank you all so much. I hope you all have a great week, and we will see you on another episode next Monday. Much Subi love. Raf. The Subi and you podcast is hosted by Raphael in a
0: Closet in Houston, produced by Raphael in a Room Next to the Closet in Houston, and edited by Raphael on a Computer in the Room Next to the Closet in Houston, with music by Luke Ruiz in Another Room in Houston, You can find the Subian You Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. To support the podcast, please head over to patreon.com slash Podcast. Once you join, you will have access to the Discord channel and Discord chats with other patrons. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can find them on Instagram at Podcast, online at subianupodcast.com, or by email, podcast at gmail.com. That's all for this week. Tune in Mondays for new episodes.